Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder, and I'm joined today by Noah Ronan, your out-of-the-box coach, author of Beyond Leadership, From Awareness to Awareness, vlogger, disruptor, and coffee lover. Yeah, and you said coffee shop, coffee shop conversation, right? Like a... <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like pulled my attention. I said, yes. And I didn't get my coffee yet. So oh, wow. you, you get me on pure energy of water. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. So very warm welcome to you, Noah. Where, where are you hanging out today? I am in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is the capital of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And my accent is not from there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, in the South, they, they, you know, they got this thing. You're not from around here, are you? Uh, uh, no, I still don't know how to say the y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, and did you know that the plural of y'all is all y'all? No, I, I didn't. Thank you. Yeah, in, as probably people can hear, English is my second language. So I, yeah. I, every day I learn a new word and I'm in the U.S. for 15 years. So, Well, and that gets me to your work, because the reason I wanted to speak with Noah today is not just because of her 20 plus years experience in change and project management, human resources and coaching, but because of her mission and how she got started. Her mission is I help my clients to dare so they can create the change they care about, which is something very close to my heart. And mm -hmm. her start was, quote, my first experience as a leadership coach was when I served in the Israeli Navy. I helped officers learn what does it mean to lead by example and walk their talk. Mm -hmm. so thank you, Noah, for your day today. Thank you for having me. And our title is Beyond Leadership, with the emphasis on B. So Noah's going to unpack this idea for us in six questions. So the time starts now. And the first question is, who is your ideal client? And what's the transformation you help them achieve? So my ideal clients mostly can be executives um, and also social leaders. So for me, um, I my passion uh, is to work with people that look beyond <laughs> beyond the profit. There is something there beyond, and it doesn't have to be that they work in a nonprofit, but they they want to create an impact, and it can be inside a corporate setting or when they create their own business or lead a company. So there is always something that goes beyond the profit itself or the title itself and the impact they can create um, uh, in the community or in the culture that they want to create. So there is a change there. There is always that thing of the change that they want to create. And most of my clients, and I always encourage them, they challenge the norms. They, they will ask the question of why do we need to do it this way? Mm -hmm. So, so those are those are my clients, and you know, when when you want to go through a change, um, there there are lots of challenges there. Challenges there. It brings a lot of stuff, and that stuff is mostly emotions, and mindset, and limiting thoughts or beliefs and perspectives that can can create that um, 
disruptions and and kind of like shake you up. And that's where I enjoy the, to do the work. And, and those are the organization I, organizations I work with, organizations that all the time have the mentality of the change uh, or encourage the change um, because they, they want to create something they care about, not just to to disrupt people, you know, kind of like make them feel uncomfortable, but there is something beyond that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that actually ties, I think you've almost answered question number two, but I'll still ask it. <laughs> so what is the biggest challenge your clients typically are facing? What, what yes. brings them through the door for you? Yeah, so I, I think it re- res- uh, relates to the beyond leadership that I'm talking about. And I believe that we have two energies, the kind of like yin and yang, the being and the doing. And the doing energy, and by the way, most of my clients, and I am too, are doers, like get it done, uh, task-oriented. Uh, so there is that doing piece of the actions, what it is that I want to do. We all have that energy. But there is also, I believe, another energy, which is the being. And that's what I talked about. It's it, For me, it's a container that consists the emotions and the mindset and the fears and the hopes and aspirations and beliefs and perspectives. And that's that's where things get get messy. So in my book, I say from awareness to awareness, but in the middle, there is the awareness. And we need, it's not that the being is better than the doing or the doing is better than the being, it's just paying attention to bring them both so we can create a change. Because if I'm more in my doing, I don't see the change I want. And if I'm more in my being, I don't see the change I want. And mostly I don't see a movement at all. I I feel stuck. And I experienced that when I went through a relocation from a get it done executive, suddenly I'm in a new country and I'm trying to bring all the actions that worked really well in Israel, my, 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 the country I'm originally from. And then I'm in the US and I'm trying to replicate everything with my actions and it just doesn't work. And that's what I see many times is that we try to take the actions that work and brought us to where we are, especially the doers, and suddenly it doesn't work. So just for example, uh, last week, a client who told me I'm really good with influencing one-on-one, but now I'm in a situation that it's not scalable anymore. I need to learn how to say it in the big room. Uh, and mostly I do recommend to do it one-on-one when we want to influence um, ideas, but he just got into a point that it doesn't work anymore and he needs to bring new skills that he's not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happens. It's how we learn to, in new situations, like in leadership, in change, um, to understand that the actions that brought us to where we are in, in some situations or some moments in our life will not serve us anymore. And then we can get stuck if we don't learn how to engage the being and doing. And I was stuck, by the way, Andrew, for five years mm-hmm. after the move to the US until I figured it out. And it was another long road, um, but it, you know, of understanding and, and really what was happening to me. But what I do today is are really the learnings from me being stuck in the work I do with people. Yeah, I, I think in many cases, I mean, people, I think <clears throat> we all have our own version of that that scene in, in Jaws where they see the shark for the first time and they go, oh, 
we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I think I didn't even want to see the shark. It's like the shark doesn't exist. I control the shark. I control the jaws. I control everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's human yeah. nature. Yeah, we, we want to right. tiptoe past the graveyard, hoping, hoping nothing, nothing's going to stir. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, I think that ties into, we're just over five minutes. Question number three, what's the number one insight you would share with people to help them right now? So beyond the um, the being and doing, I, I have a, a saying, the problem is not the problem, the problem is in the solution. Many times people come to me and they say, you see, my problem is that I need to go in this direction. And they get so stuck with that solution that they don't see anything else. They believe that the solution is the only way to go because they see other people do that and they get stuck with a, a solution. Um, so just for example, yesterday an executive told me, I'm too much. I need to learn how to be less too much. And I said, so let's see how we might be just being stuck right now with a solution that of how to be less too much. Maybe there is a new way uh, to look at, the, at this uh, and find a different solution. And that's why I call myself an out-of-the-box coach because when my clients come with that specific solutions or either or, I say, maybe we can put the either or aside and see if there is a third solution or fourth solution and, and create freedom to create. So... Ask yourself, are you stuck with the problem or with the solution? Yeah. What I often ask in, in a situation like that, you know, they might have proposed something to me and I sort of say, okay, if XYZ is the answer, what's the question? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so great. Yeah, and it's really limit us because we get stuck in in how we want to do things from those limitations rather than be free to create what works for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I know it's quite quite remarkable the 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 shackles we 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 create in our heads, you yeah, know, patterns, and and have no idea they're there. Mm -hmm. So, question number four: What concept, book, program, or talk has been most influential or impactful for you personally? Um, I love, uh, you're in London and I really love Simon Zinek. It's probably not the first time you hear that answer. Mm -hmm. um, he he thinks differently and, and I like those people that poke, that say, but who said we have to do things this way? Um, of course, many people know there is conversation about the why uh, that comes from a place of purpose and really understanding what is the why behind what you do. Uh, I actually really love uh, his idea. I didn't read the book, but the idea about the infinite game that we try to play um, finite games, which are finals and set with rules in situations that are not finite. I hope I pronounce it right. Um, so actually he has now a lot of interviews about his new book. It's not his idea. It's come from the um, game theory and mm -hmm. philosophy. And I find it, um, if people who listen to it are executives and lead a lot of changes, it just 
a fresh perspective, a different way of looking at. And he, I, I liked what he said since I wrote a book. You sometimes kind of like, I wish I wrote it differently before I published it. So he kind of like says, um, I put it as a leadership style, uh, the idea, but actually I believe it's a mindset. And I believe a lot of stuff around leadership is mindset. So I loved when he said, I wish I were kind of like, he kind of like call on himself and say, it's not what I mentioned in the book. It's actually a mindset that you bring into your leadership. Um, so I love that perspective. And I, I, I believe it has a lot of um, information that can be interesting to leaders. Okay, great. Well, we'll definitely mention that in the show notes. So question number five, is there a resource you would like, a free resource you'd like to share with the audience that could help them? So on my website, there are two resources that you can check out. First, I have a lot of articles for executives, so you can check that area. And in my speaking area, uh, there are resources uh, um, for people that, uh, for groups I speak to. So there are great resources there about uh, accountability. Many people talk about procrastination or my model, the DARE model, D-A-R-E, how you help yourself reflect better. So there are some resources there and even I think a few free chapters from my book uh, so that you can check out. So just check out that area and um, hope you will find value in it. Okay, so that's at noahronancoaching.com. Yeah, right. and Noah is N-O-A. There is no H there. So Okay, great. So, <laughs> and the last question, what should I have asked you that I didn't? I don't know. What would you like to ask me? <laughs> um, I'm going to flip the question. Okay, yeah. What I you, have to break the rules. What, what, what did you learn as a coach in the Israeli Navy? That's a good one. Um, I, I think it's the understanding that if you want your people to follow you, it's not just saying, follow me. Um, you, you need to create some kind of, uh, of partnership and relationship with those people and that they feel that they can trust you when the moment that you need to go to death or living situations that they will want to trust you. And um, you need to work on a lot of your being that they will have that experience because we can smell if you don't feel as a leader or if you, you lose your confidence. And many of those officers are young. They're 20 and they lead people that are 18 and 19 and sometimes a year older than them, but they are young people uh, who need to learn how to hold themselves as leaders and, and make sure that the other people feel that they trust their vision. And it starts again with how you're holding yourself and how much you believe in your ability to do that. And that's an internal work. It's not just what you say, it's how it's uh, what I say, it's not how you are doing leadership, it's how you are being as a leader. There is no recipe. It's learning about yourself, how you find that um, that special place in yourself to hold yourself in a way that people trust you. People can feel when you fake it. So that's maybe my mm -hmm. underline. People can smell when you fake it. That's a great insight. So thank you, Noah. This has been a great interview, and thanks so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
you for having me. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.